This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Final hour fist pump time on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. We got Jane Slater in studio. We got a special guest at 920, crosstalk with KMC at 940, but a special guest right now. Did you ever watch Jersey Shore? I didn't. No, God, fit- you are literally, you, they missed out by not scripting you into that one. <laughs> <Chop Yeah. laughs> All right, let's well, bring in another Thursday, baby. He's even gotten meatier. Did you start lifting or something, oh, bro? I, did, oh, I did. I did. I started. Don't tell him that. I know. <laughs> right now, uh, welcoming into this mess is ESPN sideline reporter. And what timing after last night, Mavs lose to the Hawks. ESPN, Tim McMahon, Luca Cuban drama, Cassidy Hubberth here on the Diamond Factory Hotline. Good morning, Cassidy. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, first question is, were you uh, immediately able to identify Luca's vehicle when it pulled into the arena? What was that? I have no idea, but we literally rolled in at the same time he did. And I was like, who is in this car? And then when we saw it was Luca, we were like, oh, my goodness, what is happening? But I, I understand that, like, he... Like, that is his number one thing that he likes to spend his money on is to cars. And so I am now going to start paying attention to – I mean, <laughs> everyone pays attention to Devin Booker, like, all of his vintage cars. But I, I hear, you know, uh, Luca Baby, you know, giving him a run for his money. All right. What was it like last night? Did it feel like a completely different atmosphere from the other games that you usually cover with your colleague Tim McMahon's story on – Luka Doncic wanting more help and Mark Cuban responding. Just take us inside your experience with that last night. Um, No, not really. I mean, I don't think, you know, uh, there was any tension, really. I think it was just in how people interpreted this story. Um, You know, Luka addressed it last night as well. Like, you know, he said that himself, like I, you know, people close to me know, what I said, but he also said that he speaks to the front office every day. So it is how you interpret it. It was on like, you know, line 33 of his article. And um, it was a mention that there's, there's talks about the team every day. So, you know, in this day and age of how stories get aggregated, um, uh, I, you know, like, I think it's a, a situation where, you know, people have to understand there's nuance to every conversation around every star player in terms of, you know, how the team is built and um, especially when the trade deadline is approaching. Do, do you think the Mavs should be worried uh, about losing him if they don't get him help? Um, 
I think that that is the process of every team. When you're building around and when you know you have a superstar in Luka Doncic, you're always trying to, you know, the, the ultimate goal is winning a championship, right? And so, you know, you're, that's what you're worried about. Um, you're worried about making sure that, you know, you win with him because you feel like that is what the goal is. Um, when you don't have a superstar, you're always trying to build to try to get that superstar. Um, so I think that's the constant worry for every team, especially in this day and age when you have, uh, when you're paying these superstars, you know, the amount of money you're paying them and then, you know, the, the, the power that they yield, um, there's always going to be this desire to keep them happy. So um, should they be worried? No, I, I think, you know, in watching this team last night, um, first of all, they, I mean, like, defense is the issue, uh, but I think, you know, missing four of your better defenders, um, you know, and then getting Dodo back last night, and Josh, and, you know, Maxi, that, that, not having Maxi, I think that's, that's a big issue for them. They can, they can, they can score with anyone, but um, if you can't defend anyone, I, you're, you're going to lose games. So, um, but I, I mean, I think it, it makes sense why their, their defensive proficiency has dipped so much. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like I, 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 but I saw the joy that he has playing with his teammates. And, you know, I, like I could, I definitely saw that, and I think that he's. I don't know. I mean, he seems happy. <laughs> Cassidy, Jane Slater here. You and I have our mutual best friend in Diana Rossini, who I have listening remotely to this right now. But I did want to ask you real quick. Odyssey. Obviously, you talk around the league. It seems like in the past, Mark Cuban and the Mavericks have sort of swing and missed when it's come to getting some of these big free agents. You have one of the brightest stars in the game in Luka Doncic here. Why are players not coming to Dallas? Is Mark Cuban out there lowballing them? Is it something about the city? Because, I mean, look we look at the Dallas Cowboys. It's been nearly three decades since they've won. But obviously the Mavericks' success in the postseason's a lot more recent and a lot more familiar. I wouldn't say that. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know that, um, to be honest with you. I, like, I, I, I believe that around the league that the Mavericks are thought of as a respected organization and that Mark Cuban is a player's owner um, and that Mark Cuban is respected around the league. So if anything, to have um, a superstar like Luca, who actually makes his teammates better, um, I, I, you know, I think this is a desirable location to, to want to come to. So, you know, from, from where I'm standing, um, you know, on the way outside looking in, that is not an impression I get from across the league at all. You've covered a lot of, of big games. Alamo Dome, 65,000 people. What was that experience like? It was insane. It was really, <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, like uh, I'd never covered any type of uh, national championship, obviously. Most of those games are um, played in, you know, domes like that. But, um, it, you know, what, what, what I was really ex- surprised by is that uh, the Spurs fans, despite being whacked by like 30 points, they all stayed because they, you know, it, it felt like it was a celebration of um, 
the past for them, if you will. You know, they were just excited to um, have some excitement around this, this, you know, San Antonio. And it, it was a really, really cool atmosphere to be a part of. The NBA was really proud of that night. And, um, you know, I went all the way up into like the rafters uh, of the Alamo Dome and those tickets are like $10 and it probably should have been like five because you couldn't see the court but, that, but it was it was it was definitely a cool atmosphere to be a part of do you think this is something the league will try to do around the uh you know around the rest of the league you know Mavs play at AT&T Lakers at SoFi or something is that, was it that big well look I mean what was interesting the last time this they the record was set was in 98 for Jordan in Atlanta um and you know I just think it w- I think Steph being healthy for that game really drew out a lot of people. I mean, because the number kept, you know, rising um, throughout the day and like as the game was getting closer. Because Steph, you heard Steve Kerr, who played with Jordan and saw the, um, you know, attention that Jordan carried, um, you know, compared Steph to, to Jordan in that sense. And Steph, in terms of like, his the fandom and how people come out hours before the game to watch his warm-ups and um, his how, how much people internationally um, are drawn to him and I see that I mean Warriors fans are everywhere um, I you know I think it takes someone like a Steph or a, a LeBron even to draw that big of a crowd um, you know to 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 see something like special like that um, because there were a lot of Warriors fans and a lot of young kids in Warriors jerseys at that game. So I think they understood that, you know, having the Warriors in town would, would draw that many people as well. We're talking with Cassidy Hubbard. She's the host of Hoop Streams and Cross Court, which airs 6 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday and Friday on ESPN+. Plus. She will also uh, be on the courtside broadcast for Mavs and Heat tomorrow night. Cassidy, when we look at, you know, that, that discussion just in general about Luca and, and the guys that he's playing with, you know, we've seen over the years that, you know, the, the Suns were trying to figure out the, the right pairing for, you know, Chris Paul and or for Devin Booker. And there's been a challenge finding the right pairing for DeMar DeRozan. You know, a lot of people would say Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown didn't really click. That experiment didn't really work until last year, like the way that they intended to. Do you think that what we're seeing in Dallas is just, hey, this is the challenge of trying to find the right pairing for a ball dominant wing. Like that's just a difficult thing to find a match for. And it's not for lack of trying. They tried Dennis Smith, Christoph Porzingis, et cetera. That's exactly right. I mean, it is not for lack of trying at all. And, you know, the thing is, is that, I mean, right now, offensively, things are clicking. I mean, the pick and roll Christian Wood is um, on fire. And Spencer Dinwiddie is having a career year. Um, Tim Hardaway, when he's healthy, is um you know just on fire from from three you know offensively things are clicking i just think as i mentioned defensively and this is something that jason Kidd yesterday you know post game was very clear and concise about like you could have kareem you can have jordan you could have lebron you can have luca on your team but if you can't defend anyone you're not going to win games um and you know dorian finney smith who just returned last night he mentioned just like not having the joy to defend anyone. And I think that's the issue around Christian Wood too, is that like, he's the second leading scorer on the team and he's been great, but you know, they, the Hawks are throwing lobs all hmm. night last night. Yeah. And so 
Um, they that, like their their issue is simple. Like this stretch, this losing stretch for them, their issue is simple. They have to defend. And from a team that went from ranked to second, you know, opponent scoring and seventh deficient uh, defensive efficiency last year, to being you know twenty fifth in defensive efficiency, they have the the pieces. Um, well, they're getting the pieces back. Um, you know, they just need to put it together, and and we've seen that they can defend. So, and this is a team that was in the Western Conference Finals mm-hmm. last year. You know, so like they have the parts. No, they don't have Jalen Brunson, but they, you know, they they have other parts offensively. You know, um, and you know, Luca. I mean, Luca's like getting better too. So, what that means as far as if him getting better and his usage rate means that his team is not getting better I think the time will tell but I think that the team has to get whole so they can figure out the defensive side of the ball so they can actually be a whole team on both sides for you to really evaluate if this team is enough Christian Woods obviously uh, you bring him up there and and just how well he's played recently he's obviously bounced around the league a lot um, and has looked for a, a stable place to call his you know professional home uh, what's your sense of how he's he's fitting in here in Dallas? And do you think, you know, with his future a little uncertain that, hey, this very well could be where he parks himself for the next few years? Well, look, at the beginning of the year, is rough. Um, I had this team um, to start the year, and there was a lot of tension in terms of, you know, him coming off the bench. And he says that himself. It wasn't easy for him to come off the bench. Um, and now that he's been starting and he's kind of gotten – you know, the respect and the nod from Luca. I mean, they've really built good chemistry and they continue to say it. Um, and I think a big reason why is that, you know, Christian offensively um, has some tough skin in terms of Luca kind of, you know, expecting a lot from him. Um, and so, I mean, that is, that's evident, you know, like that, that was something that I was keeping a close eye on last night and just how they were interacting on the court. And there was a lot of, um, you know, interaction with them and kind of uh, boosting each other up. So I think, um, you know, the, the vibes are immaculate, if they, as they say, between those <laughs> two. But in terms of, like, what that means, you know, um, like re-signing him, like that, that, that's, that's a way bigger conversation than just our him and Luca getting along. It's about, you know, is that the right um, – is that the right signing in terms of like their cap space and, you know, uh, how they go forward um, with like what exactly is needed around Luca? What has been your Melissa Stark slash John Harbaugh slash Greg Popovich <laughs> moment? Um, well, look, I, I've had a, I've had quite a few with pop. Um, he was actually my first ever, um, uh, sideline interview yikes when i covering the nba but i you know i had an out because it was on it was on uh, christmas day um <laughs> <laughs> so like you know i was I, I tried to make it like cute and was like oh for my second question i'm i, I i'm gonna give you a gift and i'm not gonna ask you a second question but they were losing so he just uh. shot me like a little smile um but no i've had many i have had, had many times um you know where he just uh he gave me a lot of one word answers and i'm fine with that the one word answers i'm fine as long as you answer my question it's it's like if you give me like an eye roll then i'm then i'll cry about it probably at (laughs) home but um you know he he he, he's he's a delight though like just those those i think when they were competitive 
Um, and as you know, he had an issue with like third quarter, we're down. I need to like give my, you know, team, um, the keys to this fourth quarter. And I got to talk to her. And I mean, he may have, he may be taking it out on the wrong person. We're all just trying to do our jobs, but like, I understand that like those, those interviews are not the best timing. Um, uh, but now, like now that they're not very competitive, he's, he's an absolute delight. (laughs) 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 You know, like he gives like you want another question um so i mean he misses us the spurs miss us you know they were on our air like every year every weekend um and now you know when we were there on friday they couldn't get enough of us cassidy thank you so much keep up the great work and we'll see you tomorrow night on espn for mavs heat thank you thank you cassidy hubbard from espn jane slater aja a special guest and a little uh a little rap star will join us next on The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And it's back to Sean and RJ right here on 105.3 The Fan segment brought to you by Window Nation and by the personal injury lawyers, Frankel. And Frankel, there's a reason you need a special license to drive a big truck. So companies that hire drivers and put them in a big truck should be held accountable for what happens when one hurts you. Frankly, you need Frankel and Frankel. Visit truckwreck.com or call them 214-333-3333. Part two of AJA, that is Ask Jane Slater Anything. Go ahead, Bobby, turn your mic. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. How often does he sing like this when you're out on assignment? He does. He- He's a joy, honestly. You'll never hear me say a bad thing about Bobby, except when he gets drunk and he starts getting really, really loud at training camp. Oh, that happens. Like, act like you've been here, bro. AJA at 877-881-1053. Truckwork.com text line. Crosstalk with KMC at 940. We did dig into the archives uh, to find uh, many people. You say that you get identified a lot of times from the fan more so than than TV, at least from the Metroplex? All the time, and everyone laughs at that, but I always say I'm a big hit in bars because that's where NFL Network is because of AT&T Uverse, although I would submit, thanks to Bobby, I've got Fubo, so if you don't get us, tune in there. Uh, But yeah, it's so funny because you guys know this. I'm a Tolo, even though Gavin Spittle, he hates when I say this, fired me. Uh, (laughs) I'm a turn it on, leave it on uh, fan. And of course, you you guys know I love you. But I think people get really comfortable with you sharing stories about your life. I mean, everyone's obviously followed you and Ollie and Amanda and then you and your 20 different girlfriends. Now you've got one that I really like. She's still around, right? The one from Sarge. God bless her. (laughs) And your family. And And now you've got Bobby Uh, kind of getting to know him. So, yeah, I, I. the following that I've had, and I'm I'm super appreciative of it, has come from my short time at 105.3 The Fan. So we went to the archives uh, to dig up something called Yo Roger Raps. <laughs> this was with the great Roger Emmerich <laughs> when we would get different celebrities and athletes and people in the building to do a uh, rap song. Bobby, you would have loved this. This R.I.P. Your... Troy Hughes. This was when this was his 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 crowning his achievement. Baby. This yeah. was his baby crowning achievement. So Peyton found Jane Slater's. Yo Roger Raps from back in the day. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. So seductive. I'll take you to the candy shop. I'll let you lick the lollipop. Go ahead, girl, don't you stop. Keep going till you hit the spot. Whoa. I'll take you to the candy shop. Yeah. Boy, one taste of what I got. Uh-huh. I'll have you spending all you got. Yeah. Keep going till you hit the spot. Whoa. You can have it your way. How do you want it? You gonna back that thing up or shut a push up on it? Temperature rising, okay, let's go to the next level. Dance floor jam pack, hot as a tea kettle. I break it down for you now, baby, it's simple. If you be a nympho, I'll be a nympho. In the hotel or in the back of the rental, on the beach or in the park, it's whatever you into. Got the magic stick. I'm the love doctor. Have your friends tease me about how sprung I got you. Wanna show me how you work it, baby, no problem. Get on top, then get to bouncing around like a low rider. I'm a seasoned vet when it comes to this shit. After you work up a sweat, you can play with the stick. I'm trying to explain, baby, the best way I can. I'm melting your mouth, girl, not in your hands. I'll take you to the candy shop. I'll let you lick the lollipop. Go ahead, girl, don't you this stop. Been his best Keep moment. going till you hit the spot. Whoa. I'll take you to the candy shop. Yeah. Boy, one taste of what I got. Uh huh. I'll have you spending all you got. Yeah. Keep going till you hit the spot. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> we just play that drop. Whoa. Whoa. How awesome is that? That is incredible. So there it is. We, we had to... so many fun times here. When... I mean, one that wasn't fun was when we went to the Super Bowl and oh, you God. guys said it was a mutiny because I flew home. After Elf and I got into it, yeah. and that, that was not that happy. was fun. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Or when RJ broke into my hotel room, and uh, yeah. you know, I that. broke into yours too. Remember when I spilled water all over you while you were sleeping? <laughs> I remember the water, but I thought we had water guns. You know, we no, I water... took a cough. We have coffee things mug. to get to here. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, AJA from Will Chambers, our colleague, Jane's favorite and least favorite assignment destinations. Oh. Favorite anchor to work with, favorite NFL personalities to watch or listen to outside of the network. Ooh, okay. Least favorite place to go to. Green Bay just wasn't my favorite. I know that sounds crazy. It, it I doesn't tell sound people, crazy. Everyone, crazy everyone talks Lambeau. about Wrigley and Lambeau, and I get it, right? But it felt like going to a Corsicana High School stadium. Sorry, <laughs> that's slander, but that's just ble- how I felt. Bleachers. Uh, favorite NFL personality to work with, obviously Michael Irvin. He's amazing. Uh-huh. When you go on, the, we had so much fun in New Orleans uh, for Saints, Cowboys. He's and he's. What I love about Irv is with all of his success, I've worked with a lot of players turned TV personalities. Mm-hmm. He is so down to earth. He's never changed, and he's had more success than so. Steve Smith is my other favorite. That guy. He seems feisty. Is amazing. Oh I brought someone to Super Bowl with me one year, and he threatened him, and he meant it. Like if you hurt if you hurt my girl, I will find you. Colleen Wolf, Cynthia Freeland, ama- I, I I literally love the people I work with. And then uh, what was the other question? Outside the network, outside analyst. my best friend Diana Rossini. Yeah, I knew that one. All right, any other AJAs? Oh my gosh, of course. I mean, do you want uh, favorite star? What was your Starbucks drink this morning? Vanilla uh, cream. Okay, this one comes from uh, from old Wesley. Are you a cuddler or a don't touch me when I sleep kind of girl? <laughs> it depends. You know, I'm a I'm a woman. Depends on the day. Sometimes I'm cuddly. <laughs> sometimes I'm not. When I'm working a lot and I'm tired, don't cuddle me. All right. Is three trips to the ATM too much at a club? <laughs> Is that from Peyton? Did you hear his strip club story the other no. day? It was epic. Did he go to the Tampa ones? 
No, he went to the Fort, uh, Worth, Fort, Fort ones. Worth ones. He went to the Benbrook one. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> have you been? Uh, oh, wait. I have a... Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Hurricane Jane. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my hurricane. I've been to a few. Uh, Richie Witt, when we had... Uh, I went out with Richie Witt and them. Remember that was when everyone was giving me, oh, she's studying every night and she's being lame. And, it, you know, I was still pretty green when it came to my sports knowledge. And Radio Row, I told Bobby this. I mean, he'll, he'll be fine, but... They just bring guys up to you out of nowhere, and you've got to be on your P's and Q's, and being hungover sounds awful, and I learned that one day after. Yeah. But I was convinced one of the girls on the poll was someone I'd worked with in Denver. And I, was, <laughs> I was trying to take photos, and that's a no-no. And they literally threw me over their shoulders and pulled me out of the club, and little did I know, of course, it's radio. They were rolling, and they remixed it uh, the next day. That was fun. Introduce oh. our uh, next guest that we have live on the Diamond Factory Hotline. Tom Tom Slater, are you so proud as I talk about my trips to the strip club? <laughs> well, as long as you're not working the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Jane's dad. We understand. Are you, You're a diehard, diehard cowboy fan? Since 1961, as long as I can remember, I've been watching the Cowboys. I'm 71 years old, so yeah. So what has it been like watching your daughter be the beat reporter for your favorite team on national television? Everywhere I go, I mention her name, and I tell her what she does, and and everybody goes, you're Jane Slater's dad? So it's like, you know. By proxy, I'm a celebrity too, you know. <laughs> no. But but he's but, the typical fair weather fan, and I always love oh. to screenshot some of his text messages to me during these games. Just a quick little sample. And we're playing Tom Brady and the Bucks next week. Typical one and done performance from the Cowboys <laughs> that we know and love. Uh, next series. Let's see what else we've got. Terrible playing. What the hell is wrong with these guys? Bring in Rush. Couldn't be any worse. Oh, no. Look at this guy. So it's in the heat of the moment. I can't help And so one of the first things my dad texts me after is, you know, you know a lot of people. Get me to this 49ers game. And as you guys know, even though we work in the business, it's near impossible get to get nothing. tickets to this stuff, right? Yep, especially at this company. But I want to give you a little shout out, Dad. <laughs> Uh, first of all, I wouldn't be in this business if it wasn't for making cheese plates and sausage, you know, and crackers on Sundays and watching all these games. Dan, I'll try not to get too emotional, but a couple of people know mom got uh, single cell cancer this year, which was awful, I think, for a lot of our family. And uh, she's we're hoping she's going to fight through this thing. But you've gotten up every morning. It was four months of chemo um, every single morning for three days at a time, every 21 days. And the 49ers came through, so we can't hate the 49ers too much. But they got Cowboys' dad sideline passes and tickets to the game. And so I couldn't be more excited to take my dad with me. But it's like when I started the league, I bought this man tickets. And I got him a sideline pass because they were playing the Giants, and his birthday is September 12th. And, of course, the opening game is typically around that time. Instead of being like, wow, this is such an awesome experience, he complained about... (laughs) Beer prices, <laughs> watching the game on the video board, parking. And so the first thing he says to me when I get him tickets, well, so I got to sit by myself? <laughs> well, if the 49ers hooked us up, can I wear my Cowboys gear? I just, I need you to make a promise to me, Dad. I took him backstage to Kenny Chesney, and if Mike is listening or Britt Brown, they'll, they'll know this, and even Dak, they were lovely. I said to my dad, no egregious picture taking, act like you've been there. <laughs> 
Well, this man had never had high noons before, and oh, so I no. got us a car. <laughs> what flavor? Uh, it was an assortment. Okay. And by the time we got there, he's put down seven, and I said, Dad, you might want to slow down a bit. <laughs> we get there, and he's he's got his black sunglasses on inside the stadium. We go back back towards Kenny's bus. He starts making drinks from Mike McCarthy. He's running up to him, making him take pictures with him. I mean, it was Dad gone wild. So I And they were so great to you, and... Uh, very memorable you were. So I just need you to promise, Dad, you're going to behave on the sidelines, okay? Yeah, I'm going to behave, Jane. I'm not going to cause any ruckus in the, the stadium. I won't get into any fights with the 49er fans. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be good. I promise I'll be on my best behavior. Well, look, Mr. Slater, uh, I we all know what a handful this one is, so drink away. Uh, you deserve it. Uh, from handyman to guidance counselor to subject of nonstop IG reels, uh, uh, you must be proud, and thank you for hopping on. Have a great trip to California. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Go Cowboys. There yeah, it is. Dad. For now. For now. <laughs> for now. All right, let's cross talk with the KMC Masterpiece next. DeJounte dribbles right. DJ now backs up. Fires a three. Bang! DeJounte Murray hits the three. Time for crosstalk with KMC. Mikey Bassick was there last night. Hawks ready with the call as Atlanta lights up the Mavs defense. Mm. Third game in a row. And we got Luka Cuban drama. Before that, Corey Majors, what's coming up? Uh, today at 1.30, we do have Lake Highlands Anum. Uh, alum. Anumness. All-Pro 49ers Super Bowl champion, Merton Hanks, who... I was. I wanted to go. Tom into Brady's the, best friend. Yeah, last year I wanted. To, oh my gosh, you're gonna hate him now. Oh yeah. I wanted to hate him last year, uh, because whenever I watched him against the Cowboys, the neck and he'd intercept things. He was good, uh, and he was on the team that I hated. And then we talked to him, and I was like, "Dad, gummit, he honeydeed me." Yeah. You know, like and then a. he's a, he's a good guy. So we'll have we'll have him on. We'll talk about this matchup coming up this weekend. All right, Mike. I'm dying to get your take on this drama you know i love sports i love all drama as long as it's not mine uh so tim mcmahon with the article that luca wants help the timing could not be more hilarious after cuban took the mural down after his tears (laughs) took that mural down whining to the artist uh and then cuban let's get luca post game cuban puts tim mcmahon on blast saying it's absolutely not true he got it wrong and then i think he got luca to Getting blasted for being wrong as a reporter's fun. Yeah. You guys remember that in here, right? I'm sure it is, Jane Slater. <laughs> Here's Luca afterwards. I mean, obviously, I know people who are next to me. I mean, who I talk to, they know that's not true. Uh, I didn't say nothing about that. Uh, but uh, I talked to Nico. I talked to Finn more than I used to. Uh, but that's not just the way I talk to them. So we have the... Great communication, and that just stays between us. All right. See, J- problem J- solved. Jane, let me ask you this real quick, because Bobby says this happens in y'all's world. Mm-hmm. How many times does someone give you a story, and they're like, <laughs> if it gets publicized, if it comes out, I, I'm going to deny it. I'm going to hook you up with the info, but I'm going to not confirm it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's not true publicly. Does that happen? I won't say they tell you that. Uh, but it's happened to me, and it's absolutely happened to my best friend, Diana Rossini. And you kind of have to eat it and let it sort of play itself out. But I re- I respect Tim McMahon the most, and I know for a fact that guy wouldn't have put something like that. When you cover the team that much, you don't put a report out like that unless you know it's well-sourced. Mm-hmm. 
So it's kind of like the half-truth Mark Cuban is telling here or the half-lie. Did Luca go in there playing Major League Baseball? Hey, did Mike Piazza say we need help here and there? Or did when I played for the Texas Rangers, Michael Young and Mark Teixeira, very young players for the Rangers, but we're winning a lot of games in 04. And they went to Buck Showalter, and they're like, hey, we're doing it. We can do this. We just need a pitcher. You get us a pitcher, and we're going to – we promise. We're going to keep playing great. We're going to do this and that. Luca didn't go in and go, hey, you MFers, if you don't get rid of Javel <laughs> yeah. Magoo, and if you oh, don't Magoo. do this or that, <laughs> then – no, he didn't do that. But is he sitting there with Nico and Michael Finley, and maybe Mark Cuban's in the in the room or not, or maybe Jason Kidd's there, and like, man, we could really use some rebounding help. Man, I'll tell you what, another ball handler could really help us. So is he – is it is Mark Cuban kind of half truthing it? Somewhat half truthing. It's not like it's not like Luca's going in there and saying demanding. these players stink or I'm demanding. But Tim McMahon's telling the truth in his article. I agree. All he said is upgrades. So Luca is saying I want upgrades to this team, not demanding I'm going to ask out. And sometimes it reads differently, right? In other words, the conversation that you have and how you put it in print read yes. something as simplistic of, as that but sometimes it gets blown up into something it's not like it's amazing sometimes what i hate about twitter and i've gotten better about not tweeting some stories sometimes because some stories deserve context and the problem is a lot of people that aggregate news these days will take something that you say in the article or something you said in a podcast and they sensationalize it for a tweet and you're like now wait a minute yeah you're missing some of the context there so i think what tim said was probably the truth and then how it got tweeted out and talked about made it seem bigger than it was. Because you just saw that, right, with the Jokic and Doncic thing, is he just like casually was kind of like, I think you'd probably see Doncic there before Jokic, and everyone was like, oh my god, he just said. And I'm like, if you listen to it, that was not really the context of that at all. Did did you talk to anyone at the arena last night, or was there any... I was dying to hear post-game if they addressed this. No, my buddy who was there, who's an agent, he was sitting in another section, but I was going to talk to him about just a lot of the budget concerns that I'm hearing about Mark Cuban from different angles, different cities, different people, that this luxury tax thing is a no-go for Mark Cuban. He's paying a little bit of it this year, but I heard it last year, a week after the trade was done with Porzingis, that Brunson was done. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, listen. We believe, our agency believes, that Mark Cuban will not pay luxury tax. It's been a decade's worth of not spending, and he's not going— he'll spend up to that number or close to that number, but he is not a luxury tax guy. And I don't know—Mark Cuban, to me, really likes basketball. He goes to all the games here. He goes to most of the games on the road, so he really likes basketball. And I think he wants to win. Something's happened financially to him that I don't know. I'm just—this is all a theory of mine. Because I think he wants to win, but when he's like, I— when you get Luca, Milwaukee's paying the tax. Milwaukee's going to pay the tax for another five years, and they've been paying the tax. Little Milwaukee, because yeah. they know once in a lifetime we get Giannis, or at the time, Lou Alcindor. And I know it was a different time back it's then. 50 years ago. Right. But, like, when you get a guy like that, you do everything possible for it. And you know what? Ten years from now, when Luca's career is over, or when Luca says, I want out finally, or, you know, then you go, all right, we rebuild, and for five years, I'm going to spend uh, the least amount of money mm-hmm. possible to try to rebuild this thing and get another Luca in here. But it's amazing to me that I'm hearing from a lot of different people, some with the Mavericks, some without the Mavericks, that the Mark Cuban is not going to luxury tax this thing. Right. Is it, though, Troy? I mean, it's it's funny to me, Troy. Mike, when we heard those stories about when, <laughs> they, were, when they were negotiating certain contracts, Clay he's Thompson. inviting them over for dinner, and it's literally Doritos on his couch. 
I just think that's always been who he is. And he's kind of following the Cowboys model, which is don't overspend in free agency. Let's rely on like one big guy or two and then bring up some younger bit players around him again. But to your point, I don't know if it's worked for the Mavs. Yeah. All right, Jane, give us a little preview, a feeling of what's going to happen Sunday in San Francisco. I tend to think that the Cowboys are going to surprise a lot of people because when I started looking at the schedule, the I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan, or this 49ers team, and their defense is stout. But we've talked about there is an opportunity in their passing defense, and particularly with some of these wide receivers. If Dal- Dal- we have not seen Dalton Schultz have that sort of oh, game in a while. This is the game. Dalton Schultz, CeeDee Lamb being as wide open as he was on that busted coverage on fourth and four, being get Gallup going. To me, if and then the protection that Dak had. He had so much time back there, and this yeah. was against a pretty good Tampa Bay Bucks defense. I tend to think the Cowboys are going to pull this off. And it's kind of how I felt about the Tampa Bay game as well. But, I mean, again, we'll see. I'm not allowed to give you numbers or whatever. But I just, my feeling is the Cowboys are going to shock some of us. We'll wait for Cynthia Freeland's numbers. Is that okay? Game theory. You need some game Game theory theory. for my girl. How about Byron Leftwich? What does Bernie Kosar have on the numbers? Oh, my God. The Buccaneers have fired. Byron Leftwich as offensive coordinator. I heard that when they were going to fire him, all his like other coaches ran down the field to try to pick him up and lift him all the Stop. way up no, to the Marshall that reference. That's is that not? I that's, just wonder if that's, that's a happened. sign that maybe Tom Brady's coming back. Really? He hates Byron. And he'll no, I'm be just the saying, OC. if you're moving on from the OC, what does that say to you? All right, Chop. Any final? Uh, AJA's asked Jane anything? Oh, you know, you got a, you got a few coming in that uh, you know a little bit. A little risque for us. Yeah, but too, oh risque. Yeah, too risque. Oh but uh, I think the one that most people want to know are, Jane, are your hands bigger than Sean? They're we're about the same size. We're, ba- we're back tomorrow morning. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Mike McCarthy, RJ Newsong, Crosstalk with San Fran, and a <laughs> former... Smallest hands I've ever and seen. And a former... Oh. And we'll do the dark roast. Get us out of here. Screw, screw all y'all. Bye. Are they bigger than Ollie's? Yeah. Peyton! <laughs> Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 